Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Uh, we're going to chat to Limerick woman Antoinette Simon. She was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, at Halloween. She had a mastectomy two weeks before Christmas and had her first chemotherapy at the start of March, the day before her 47th birthday. After an injection as part of her treatment, Antoinette's temperature spiked and she attended A&E as advised by her oncology team for treatment. And last Monday, two days before she was due to undergo her second session of chemotherapy and 11 days after she attended A&E, she was told by an oncology nurse that her chemo had been cancelled because a positive COVID-19 case had been treated in the emergency department the same day she attended. But Antoinette hasn't been contacted by the public health office who are responsible for contact tracing. And Antoinette, uh, who also happens to be a barrister, is on the line this morning to tell us a little bit more. Uh, Good morning to you, Antoinette. Good morning, Joe. How are you? So I can imagine you're already going through all of this. Then COVID-19 comes and the restrictions on all of our lives. And then you have this particular difficulty. Yes, it's it's the day after my particular chemo sessions. I have to take uh, give myself an injection, and it. I was advised that it can, you know, I can get two like symptoms. You know, obviously, I inquired about when I take it that given the fact that COVID nineteen was declared a pandemic on the eleventh of March, um, I I was assured that look, you know, your temperature, you know, you could get flu like symptoms. So on the Friday, which was happened to be the day of the Gold Cup over in in Cheltenham, um, my temperature started rising at about maybe five o'clock. And by six o'clock, it had well and truly spiked over 38. So obviously, given the advice of the oncology, which I have to say, it's not got to do with oncology and it's not got to do with the care, the fantastic care that from day one, Professor Shona Tormey has given me, including Dr. Osman, who I have to say, phoned me on Friday evening to assure me he took it out of his time on Friday evening for 20 minutes to talk to me and I want to thank him Professor Shona Tormey and all the oncology so it's nothing got to do with oncology or the frontline staff in A&E indeed my own sister is frontline staff in ED up in Port Junkla so my heart goes out to all frontline staff because the treatment I received was excellent. But unfortunately, because my temperature spiked, I had to present myself to A&E, which was after hours because the, the, that, that's the advice. So when I went in, I, I checked in. The I, oncology had already informed uh, the, the reception that I was um, due on my way in. I wore a mask in and I waited at the front door until I was actually called. I was treated excellently, seen within an hour and a half because obviously my immune system and given the fact that COVID-19 was was well and truly kind of a concern for most hospital people, including Amy, obviously being the front line. And um, I had my bloods taken. They were all fine. My temperature actually in both years had gone down. I then had a chest X-ray and I was at home assured everything that, you know, given the fact that this t- the injection would give rise, but given the fact that I'm undergoing chemo, I have to go on the advices of presenting myself to A&E. So I went home, that was Friday the 13th, and um, I basically have self-isolated myself 
just for the concern as as this was rapidly growing. And obviously it was before the, the Taoiseach gave his his speech on, on St. Patrick's Day and I've literally isolated myself on my own in my house since the Friday the 13th. And then on just before um, the Friday afterwards, I think it was maybe around the 20th, 21st, um, I was after having a nap and I received a phone call from oncology to say that had I been tested for COVID-19 and I said no but I did have a temperature spike which I was assured because of the injection I took that it would bring on flu-like symptoms and so forth and concern was raised by radiology because obviously I would have happened to have uh, a chest x-ray that evening so that was fine then last Monday and um, two days before um, my chemo I received a phone call um, thankfully from a lovely nurse and uh, it was her concern that um, she had to make the call to me to cancel my chemotherapy on the Wednesday. And I became quite upset because I was obviously anxious to get on with my chemo. I was due to have a port put in because the amount of sessions I'm going to be having and um, that it'd be easier to administer the chemo to me, that I became very upset. And um, the nurse was very sympathetic. She was trying to get me in for the chemo on that Wednesday saying that I had shown no symptoms, I'd self-isolated, I had no other symptoms, a cough, temperature and so forth. And she did her utmost best to try and get it, but unfortunately it was infection control and the public health office that had indicated that when I presented myself to A&E that evening that somebody tested positive for COVID-19 and that I came up on the system in infection control as being a possible contact. And I inquired then, um, thankfully, with um, the manager in oncology. She was fantastic. The next day, I phoned the public health office. They said they needed to ascertain the facts before they could come back to me. I still haven't had a phone call from them. But thankfully, the manager in oncology, she was brilliant. She was sympathetic with me. She said, unfortunately, because my name came up in the system in infection control, that they had to cancel my chemo, which would have been 14 days from the 13th of March. And my whole point is, is that because I was in the system, my name came up, I was blinged up to infection control. Infection control put me down as being a possible contact, but with all the tracing and all the contact that we know from when this epidemic became a pandemic of contact tracing they knew who I was but nobody contacted me and had they done the test from the 14th 15th or 16th onwards there was a rapid turnaround of tests being done being positive or negative within a four-day period I could have been tested and I could have been, let's say come back negative because I had no symptoms and I could have gone on with my oncology so it's not oncology that has prevented me. It's not the team. It's not um, the breast clinic. It's the internal system of infection control and the public health department that should have notified me. And I was I was also told that it was them that should have told me and not the department themselves. Right. Okay. Uh, we're trying to Antoinette um, Simon. Do you have any sense that there is a, a slightly different definition of close contact for you because uh, you um, uh, have cancer and you're being treated for it than 
others? Or is it the same close contact rules? Isn't it 15 minutes within, uh, um, what, two metres of um, somebody that that is, is the general rule around close contact with a positive case? No, I think, I think it's the general rule, close contact, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour. I, I don't think that they've differentiated me because I'm, uh, you know, going through chemo. I, I don't I don't think so. I think it's the fact that they saw that I had an X-ray. Obviously, whoever presented themselves and was was um, tested positive, they would have had a chest X-ray as well to show the the level of their their lungs and so forth. So it's I I I, I don't think it's I'm treated differently. I think it's because it was contact. Whoever presented themselves right. to A and E that day. Okay. Now, my my sorry, Joe. If I could just say this, if I presented myself to A and E that day and I was released within the hour, hour and a half. Obviously, I had seen other people. I saw a young chap who obviously injured his arm. If he was seen and then released as well, was, you know, did he come up and on the don't, contact? Yeah, but we, we don't, don't we know. Don't, we, we don't, don't know. know. We can't really talk, talk about other people, obviously. But I, I, what we did do is we contacted, obviously, uh, University Hospital Limerick and asked them, uh, to um, come up with some sort of statement um, about your situation, Antoinette. And uh, this is what they've said to us. We apologise to Miss Simon for any anxiety caused and we are happy to continue discussing the matter directly with her. An incident form has been raised and this matter is being investigated in full. However, we can confirm that in respect of the small number of patient contacts concerned here, all patients have since been informed and we are not aware of any adverse outcome. This incident concerned retrospective contact tracing. When we became aware of the exposure, we took immediate action to minimise any spread within the hospital and to protect inpatients and staff. We are satisfied that a robust contact tracing process is in place at University Hospital Limerick. When a patient is identified as a COVID-19 contact, the treating clinician is advised and will inform the patient of same. We believe this to have been a once-off error and we sincerely apologise to Ms Simon for any distress caused. And that's from UHL. What do you think? Well, I think that's very reassuring now. I'm, I'm delighted to hear that, Joe, to be honest with you. I, I, you know, as I said, from day one, my treatment in UL has been beyond belief. And, you know, it's, it's reassuring to hear that in, in, in the day and the, 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 the climate that we're now living in and facing this, 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 this virus, you know, I think it's great. And, you- I, and, I, pre- and I appreciate UL for, for actually saying that for not just myself, but for other patients as well. Do you know so when I- your chemotherapy can resume? It's this Wednesday. This Wednesday, so I'd be getting a port in. Actually, tomorrow, I'd be getting a port in, and I was assured that my my chemo. And I know it is going ahead tomorrow because I have been on my own since since the thirteenth of March. So it's the fourteen days, even on top of the the the, the thirteen, which it would have been the twenty seventh. So that would have been what uh, Friday or, or or Saturday. So I'm well over it. I'm well over my 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 own self isolation before. I was told by the government or whatever to self-isolate or cocoon myself. Yeah, and one other important thing, Antoinette, how are you feeling now with the chemo and with the treatment for cancer? Actually, I'm actually feeling great. I mean, when I had the mastectomy, I was told to rest. I had a drain and I was hoovering two days later. I, 
look, I'm a realist. I was diagnosed with it and I just said, right, okay, let's get on with it. And to be honest with you, the only thing that has happened is that obviously after the one session, I, I have lost my hair, but, you know, that was due to come. And, you know, I'll face that and sure we'll come back someday, please, God, after all of this. And as Dr. Osmond said to me on Friday night, just, just thank us in five years, 10 years, please, God, 20 years' time. And I please, I hope I do it. Brilliant. I'm, I'm positive about it. And I feel great. Good. Good. I do. That's fantastic to hear. Brilliant to hear. Listen, I know, you know, it's stressful enough to be going through what you're going through and a lot of other people are in the same situation, but yes. especially now with this COVID-19 hanging over everyone, it it's just adds another layer of uncertainty to the whole situation. And it does, Joanne, if I could also say that, given the fact that, like, you know, the elderly as well, my mum just turned to 88 there the other day and she's on her own in Dublin and, you know, it's, the, the, it's not just the, the hospital because as I said my, my sister is, is in ED and you know my heart goes out to her and her family and obviously all the nurses and doctors um, it's also the shops they, they're, they're front line as well as much and they're doing their best to us and just you know even with shops just, just bear in mind that us cancer patients you know, people that have recovered from cancer with the worry and people who are undergoing chemo just have a bit of respect for, you know, if they see a young person in, like, I, I as, you, as you said, I just turned 47. I am young looking. Just have some concern if they see something like me going in, please God, in a couple of weeks into shop. Just don't think that I'm going in and buying and stuff. I have to go in and buy kind of for the two-week period because I'm on my own. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of people um, find themselves in that situation. That's a very well-made point. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they do. Just don't look at somebody saying, oh, they're young and look at them kind of doubling up or something. Like, I, I have to do because I, you know, everybody else is self-isolation and friends and, you know, neighbours around the place. They have enough to be looking after themselves with their children and, and you know, and, you know, we're, some of us are not greedy, but some are. Yeah. Well, well, has but uh, don't forget now the Limerick COVID-19 Community Response Helpline one eight hundred eight three two zero zero five. It's designed to help uh, everyone, including someone who might find yourself in a difficult position like you at some stage. So keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Yes, and so thank you very much. And as I said, it's nothing got to do with oncology or my treatment to date. It was just the internal system. But look, I appreciate you all for coming back with that statement. It's very reassuring to me and obviously the public. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.